Welcome to the Fashionista Life, where we talk about fashion, interior design, parenting, and everything that encompasses the lifestyle of a fashionista. You can't help but smile with our host, Jennifer Johnson, a true fashionista and lifestyle expert, coming to you live from Naples, Florida. Welcome to the Fashionista Life Podcast. I'm your host, Jennifer Johnson. If you find yourself here, it may mean that you're looking for courage, clarity, and confidence in some part of your life. I interview experts in business, fashion, and life each week and share strategies for success, motivation, and mindset. Let's get started. Today, we welcome into the studio, Karen Shepard. Karen is the owner of HR by Karen, and she has over 10 years of experience in HR and is always described as genuine, passionate, and creative by her peers. She is the partner that you want to take your business to the next level. She wants to work together and change why not you to why not us. I love that. Thank you. Welcome. Thank you. It is so lovely to be here in pink. I know, right? Is there any other color? Orange. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Pink and orange, they can go together. (laughs) Like peas and carrots. That's right. (laughs) I I didn't know whether to wear orange to brand HR by Karen, but I'm like, (laughs) I'm a guest. I'm wearing pink. (laughs) You joined the the tribe. You drank the pink (laughs) Kool-Aid. Absolutely. Always. I'll drink your Kool-Aid. So we have a lot to talk about today. The landscape of HR has changed, has, I guess, was the beginning of it COVID? Is that when when it changed or did it shift before that and we really didn't know it? I feel COVID is, I have been leading my entire life with compassion, empathy, and heart. And when I switched careers into HR in uh in 45. So it's been almost 15 years now. What did you do before? I was a law firm, uh, law firm administrator. Okay. In the legal industry for Mm -hmm. 30 years, worked for the same attorney. Wow. 21 years. Dedication. Total. (laughs) I know what work ethic really (laughs) is. And unfortunately, our current workforce does not. (laughs) So you say that it probably changed over COVID. That's what the straw that broke the camel's back per se. Yes, I really do. It it came a lot of different things. Uh, the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. mindset came. I mean, that's what happened to right. me. My position was eliminated and during COVID, and I decided to have opened mm-hmm. my own business, HR by Karen. So it it really changed a lot of people and their priorities and life is too short to be with a mean boss anymore. And that's kind of what people realized Yes, over COVID. Yes. And the entrepreneurial mindset shift has been happening for a while, right? Yes. yes. Look at FGCU and I what they- I was going to just mention that, right? <laughs> they've done. They have it's an entrepreneurial amazing. school and they're one of only- you know, a handful, I think, in the country that has something like that. Sandra has Mm -hmm. been doing amazing things over there. Dr. Sandra Kanani, correct? Yes. 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 She's been doing great things. So we hear about the great resignation. So great resignation, quiet quitting, quiet hiring, quiet firing. There's all these adjectives in front of hiring and quitting. 
I want to talk about each one of those and what does it all mean as to where we're at right now and how it all came about. Obviously, we've been talking about it was COVID. So great resignation that again happened during COVID. Yes. Yes. Because people don't want to put up with a mean boss. I have been coaching leaders now for a couple of years uh, and I you have to lead with compassion, empathy, and heart. Mm-hmm. There is no longer this work and this life. Mm-hmm. It is an integration. And once the leadership and business owners recognize that, mm-hmm. it's an integration of the world's. And it used to be, I'll never forget it, when, you know, 30 years ago when I was working for my boss, I was a single mom at one point and I was laid off and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to lie because I, it's hard to get, right. you know, the kid out the door mm-hmm. and yourself out the door, dropped off right. at the sitter or wherever they're going. And I showed up late. Mm-hmm. I was probably five, 10 minutes. My boss was like, why can't you just leave the house five, 10 mm-hmm. minutes earlier? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Easier said than done. Right. It, it, it really truly is. However, if I'm staying 30 minutes after mm-hmm. or I, when I'm present, I'm there. What's yeah. the difference if they're a few minutes late? So you say leading with compassion and empathy. What does that look like in your workforce? If you're the boss, right? What that, it, or if you're the employee, how what does that look like? On is having empathy for the employee that's a single mom that has maybe two or three children. Mm-hmm. I only had one that I had to deal with. But then there's the sports. I mean, do you really mm-hmm. miss a sports game anymore because of work? Mm-hmm. I, I mean, that is the choice. Me, if I would do it over, I have no regrets. I live with no regrets. Mm-hmm. However, if I were to do it all over again, I wish that I could have said to my boss, Lauren's got a softball game and I have to peace out. Instead, she maybe had to be picked up by another mother Mm -hmm. and I missed the game. I don't know if I would do that. So it's kind of like that old adage, look, would no one on their deathbed has ever said, I wish I'd have worked more. Right. It's I wish I would have spent more time with my family which I'm realizing that for myself, you know, as an entrepreneur, yes. I've never missed any of that. But yet you go, oh, I could have been home more. Right. But I was working. <laughs> and you realize it as your child, you know, is a senior. Right. Or is a junior. And then you're like, oh, my God, I only have two years left or I don't have any time left. Right. So I I love being an entrepreneur, being able to come and go and choose where I show up mm-hmm. every day. But it's not for everyone. But it is not for, because it is the ebbs and mm-hmm. flows of business, maybe. Right. I'll tell you, it is not easy. So so empathy can be, empathy and compassion can be, sure, I'll work with your schedule. Yeah. How else can it show? Flexibility. 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 Okay. Total flexibility. Um, understanding what is important to your employees outside mm-hmm. of the office? What are they passionate about there? That is where the you have to have the focus. If their kids are mm-hmm. so important, I know there's a deadline, but there's this thing called communication. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, What's that again? <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's the truth. Right. Leadership has a really a real issue mm-hmm. with communicating, especially the micromanagers. So now thinking of of this in in terms of an entrepreneur and and we're just talking, you know, flexibility and and understanding and all that. Does that So let's say you're an entrepreneur Yes. And and you're the founder of the company, but you have a manager running it. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the man the the founder has to be the one who's saying, you know what? Yeah, that's okay. We'll be flexible with our employees, but it's the manager's job to actually work with that. And and really, they're in the trenches. Yes. Is it up to the founder to? Oh, Janie likes playing soccer, or Tommy likes this. Is it more on the? the head of the the manager or is it kind of both so the culture starts at the top mhm it really does it starts with the leadership and if the leadership is not training their managers mm-hmm. to be effective leaders they and aren't giving the tools like a handbook for example right. or things of that nature to go to to accommodate the employee where uh, let's say you have an employee who I just did an HR in the know on this uh, video. What if an employee comes up to a manager mm-hmm. and says, um, I, you know, I have they cause he got caught smoking pot mm. and he has a card. Does oh, that's the a man- tough one. It is a tough one. Does the manager know what, how to handle that? What the is policy trained, is? What the policy is? Does he? Is there a handbook? Is there? Has the leadership set that manager up mm-hmm. for success mm-hmm. or failure? Right. So it is a tricky one. However, if you are a driver for a company, mm-hmm. it's not safety best practices. Right. So unfortunately, you know, right. Nine times out of ten, they're going to get terminated if right. they're if they're caught. So. But you have to listen to the stories. There's, you know, it may is uh, mental awareness mm-hmm. and it, you know, you every know. month has a, a every month has a different, right. There's thing. a different theme yes. and something different to celebrate each month. Yeah. I mean, you don't know what everyone's story is every day. Right. Exactly. Every and that could be behind different. the re- great resignation. Yes. So what about quiet quitting? I hate that term. <laughs> Quiet quitting and quiet hiring and quiet firing. Yes. Like, I don't understand. I Quiet quitting is you just kind of zone out, like, yes. peace out. You I'm disengage. Ah. Okay. Totally disengage. Okay. That's what that's about. So they're there physically. They're showing up. But how mm. are you? Engagement is so, so important. If an employee doesn't feel valued or have purpose... It's just, why am I here? Yeah. It's just not worth it anymore mm-hmm. to make the dollar. Got it. And and that's what really has mm-hmm. made the difference these past three years. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. And quiet firing? Quiet. <laughs> I mean, well, I've heard of it, but what yeah. is it? Is it just... You know, quiet firing is just another term of... of we're disengaging. Oh, the employer yes. is disengaging with yes. the employee. Yes, because they don't oh. they don't want to deal. That's why they call me sometimes. Jennifer. Oh, I'm to, not going to lie. You're the bad cop. I'm the bad cop. <laughs> yes, I, you know I'm okay being right. called the Terminator. Oh my gosh! Yeah, <laughs> I'll be back. 
No one ever wants to hear from you saying, I'll be back. Yes. (laughs) Well, it's funny because they see me coming to the office and they're like, HR is here. (laughs) You're the HR department. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's interesting. So it all goes back to to really that compassion, that empathy. You had a third one, heart. Compassion, empathy, and heart. Yes. You got to really be present. Mm-hmm. You know, heart really has a lot of different meanings. It it means love. You're the biggest ROI of any company mm-hmm. is its employees. You're right, very much so. That is the biggest mm-hmm. ROI. And when a company, it has been proven time and mm-hmm. time again. When you take care of your people, mm-hmm. your people will take care of you. That's true, and it can be something as I shouldn't say easy, but as autonomy. Yes. I'm giving you the ability to make decisions. Yes. So that you are empowered. Yeah. Because there's something about it when an employee feels empowered, they trust me to do this. Right. And that's what I think. Right. No, 110%. I feel that when employers micromanage their Mm -hmm. employees... They feel no purpose, mm-hmm. no value. They can't do anything right. It It's a terrible feeling. Yeah. It's a terrible feeling. Right. And then when someone feels like that, they can't get it out of their head. Right. That's, yeah. It's great advice though. Yes. Right? Yeah. Wonderful. Is your closet overflowing? Or maybe your kids' closets are as well. Or maybe you want to redecorate your house. If you're wondering what to do with all that stuff that you've accumulated, bring it all to True Fashionistas or even ship it to them for free and they'll sell your unwanted items for you. They take away all the hassle by doing all the work and all you have to do is sit back and collect your money. You can reach out to them online at truefashionistas.com, come into the store or check them out on Facebook or Instagram, and that's truefashionistas.com. Welcome back, my friends. We are in the studio today with Karen Shepard. She is the owner of HR by Karen, and we're talking about all things that are new to the landscape of HR. And there's a lot. We're just scratching the surface, truthfully. (laughs) We could have one whole podcast just about um, you know, what we were just talking about, quiet hiring, quiet firing, the great resignation and all that. But I want to move on to employee retention and what three things we can do to ensure that our employees stay with us. Because that is the probably, I'm guessing, not putting words into your mouth, I don't know, but <laughs> the single most costly thing in a business is always having to hire and retrain, hire and retrain. Yes, 110%. A bad hire can cost a company thousands and thousands. Mm-hmm. Just as dangerous as not hiring your managers and what to tell them. Mm. Huh. Okay. Because that is a big one. It is you a have big to one. hire the right person. Yes. If they, don't, if they don't know how to ask the right interview questions, as basic mm-hmm. as that. And they go, well, how many kids do you have? Oh, or are you married? <laughs> Oh, that could be another whole podcast. What you oh, should no. not do in an interview. <laughs> because there are some that legally you cannot ask. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, and you mentioned a few of them. <laughs> Guys, don't 
Don't do that. Whoever's listening, do not ask those questions. Yes, <laughs> do not. So retention, when you, it really starts with the hiring, the onboarding process, mm-hmm. the engagement right from the beginning. Yes. Really understanding what is important to them. Because sometimes it's not always money. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's flexibility. Is that all they need is an extra couple days of PTO because Mm -hmm. their family is out of town, so they want to see them more than once a year? And normally, what do you have, like 10, 15 days of PTO? You know, is it that terrible to give someone unpaid time off? Mm -hmm. As long as the work is getting done, the autonomy like you spoke Mm -hmm. of earlier, as long as the work is getting done, I feel that is the most important thing. It's those soft skills that you can't train. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The work ethic. Oh, that's true. So that you're calling that soft skill. Yes. Soft skill would be work ethic. Yes. That would be a soft skill. Mm -hmm. Is where is someone, are they driven? Mm -hmm. You can't teach someone. I call that fire in the belly. Yeah. Yes. You can't teach yes. someone fire in the belly. Right. If you don't have that drive, that initiative, I can't teach you that. Right. Right. And they're not going to do it unless they're passionate about it. That's right. They're just not. Mm-hmm. And so it has, you know, I always feel and what I was always told to set yourself above and apart from anyone else is when you go the extra mile. Mm-hmm. When you go the extra mile, that is when you're going to set yourself from the pack mm-hmm. and you're going to get recognized and great things are going to happen. Right. So in with retention, managers and leadership need to recognize that when someone is going outside the box. And that may not always just be Oh, here's a couple dollars an hour extra, or that it could be something simple, right? Right. It could be maybe what's important to them is they, you know, their their children's games mm-hmm. or anything, giving right. them time off for that. Right. That's a really simple. The only way you are going to know what's important to your employees is if you're doing the coffee talk with them. Mm-hmm. If you, I know everyone's busy. And everyone's moving at, at a pace right. 100 miles an hour. But when you slow the pace and you get to know someone and you're being present, you're not on your phone, mm-hmm. you're looking at them yes. in the eyes, uh, that that shows va- that you really value what they're saying to you. Now, you may not be able to do it. You may right. not be able to do the accommodation. However, if they feel heard, mm-hmm. they will be great. It will be okay. Very true. I understand. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening. Right. So what was number one? Was It was onboarding and engagement for the- Better retention? hiring practices. Better hiring practices. Yes. Because if you're not hiring, if you're hiring to fill a seat and that's all mm-hmm. you're hiring for, you're going to have constant turnover. Mm-hmm. Regular turnover. And that is not fun. It, it just costs so much money. Right. And there's more room for uh, ear. Mm-hmm. I, you right. know, I don't know how else to say it. You need the right souls for the right roles. Yes. 
is essentially what That's it is. That's very good. I like that. <laughs> May I steal that? You can steal it. Her? You can steal it. <laughs> so number two in yeah. employee retention. What would we say number two is? Um, okay. The onboarding practices okay. was number two. Okay. Yeah. How you onboard. Onboarding doesn't start on their first day. Mm, that's good. To that, That's so right. Okay. Onboarding, how are you engaging them before they even show up? Mm-hmm. All right. Even when I am hire a candidate for someone, I'm texting them. Are you getting excited? Mm-hmm. Good luck tomorrow. You know, I'm having the regular communication. Right. You know, wouldn't it be fun to send your new employee a swag bag right. before they even start? Mm-hmm. Because That's a good that, idea. That first mm-hmm. day is so overwhelming with mm-hmm. all the onboarding paperwork yep. and meeting everyone and learning everything. Mm-hmm. It's it's stressful. And scary. And scary. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what is number three? And probably the third one that I would say in retention is just constant engagement. Okay. Don't forget about the people that have been there. Mm. Don't forget about them. Because the new people, you know, it, it's like having a new puppy. Oh my gosh, you took the words right out of my <laughs> mouth, actually. I'm like, it's like a new puppy. <laughs> the other puppy that you've had for, you know, 10 years feels so left out. Right. They're sad. It's like, can I come play? Yes, you can. And having team building, a lot. I work with a lot of small businesses. Mm-hmm. And they don't have the money right. to dish out on hourly wages and salaries. So, but what is nice about a small business is they do have the flexibility mm-hmm. that they can provide. So once you find out what's important, I mm-hmm. hate to be a broken record, but once you find out what's important and, and your employee mm-hmm. is passionate it's easy to keep them engaged if you truly make it part of your culture Mm -hmm. to do so. You know, I was reading something once and I don't remember what the statistic was on it, but going back to onboarding, that that's your first impression and that's where you lose them or that's where you gain a loyal follower. Yes. And it was a pretty high, it was like in the 80s, like 84% or something. I don't remember exactly, but it was a pretty high percentage if they're onboarded correctly, yes, and you get them right at the beginning, they feel like there's something they're they're part of something bigger than they are, and that's what they're looking for. Right, right, a hundred and ten percent. It is so important that I've worked for um, a company that I knew on day one I didn't align mm-hmm. with. You know, they our work ethics didn't align. Mm-hmm. So what do you do with that? Right. See, and that kind of goes back to, I do a whole series on core values. Mm-hmm. And it kind of all goes back to what are your core values? And you need to find a company that you work for or that, or employees that you attract. Right. Surround yourself with people that align with those core values. Right. And once you do, you're, un- you're unstoppable because they're all of like mind. Yes. Yes. Your vibe attracts mm-hmm. your tribe. I say Love it all that. the time. Can I steal that? Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I stole it from someone oh. else. <laughs> that is great. Your vibe 
attracts your, your tribe. vibe attracts your tribe. Like it. Yes. And it sure does. It does. People want to be around sunshiny people. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be around negative nitties. Right. If you're creating a, a culture that is toxic mm-hmm. and stop. Right. <laughs> right. You know, because gossip is the worst mm-hmm. judgment assumptions. You know, I always say the worst thing that we can do is assume. Oh yes. Cause we know what that means. Yes. <laughs> We're not allowed to say that on radio. We right? can say what we want. We can. Sure. Yeah. Okay. But everyone knows. <laughs> It's the unspoken. It's the unspoken. You know what truth. happens if you assume. assume. We all do, yes. Assume. It's in there. Yes. <laughs> yes. Because be curious. I mean, as humans, we need to peel back the onion. Mm-hmm. Ask more questions. Right. If you're curious why someone reacted at the way they did, ask them why. Right. Mm-hmm. Ask them why. It's Don't simple. Guess. It's not rocket science. It's a simple question. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I have so enjoyed this. I did too. If our uh, Karen, if our audience wants to get a hold of you, how yes. can they do that? That's very nice, audience. And uh, you can call me two three nine seven seven six five nine one nine, or go to my website at hrbykaren.com. Well, that's easy peasy. Yes, very. And I'm not that Karen. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, she's not that Karen. You heard it. You heard it here. <laughs> Thank you, my friends, for joining me today and every week here on the Fashionista Life brought to you by True Fashionistas. If you want a deeper dive, head to my website, thefashionistalife.com to sign up for my weekly newsletter where we take a deeper dive each week into a new topic. Have a fabulous day. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of The Fashionista Life. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review. That helps others find the show and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you in the next episode of The Fashionista Life.